cousins to get out of shit Just for my brothers to get out of system I need my sister to use out of grade Just for my mother to feel better Just for my cousins to get out of streets Just for my brothers to get out of system And I need my sister to use out of grade Getting older and I don't wanna know this plus I don't trust that this diagnosis Cause profit vote just got upside and motors Now when hair is going, shit is sad But words suggest that the liver's bad She don't say much till I tend to ask Some of the case sucks and the system trash Now my brother done gone off the deep end When too many days been tweaking It's a fee for freedom and the sea of demons Thinking any day he gon' sink in Need rehab and some motion Need therapy and hypnosis Cause at this point he ain't really fit for a job On the what do it take for addiction to stop me to feel better, just for my cousins to get out of shit, just for my brothers to get out of system. I need my sister to use out of grade, just for my mother to feel better, just for my cousins to get out of streets, just for my brothers to get out of system. And I need my sister to use out of grade, just for my mother to feel better, just for my cousins to get out of streets, just for my brothers to get out of system. I need my sister to use out of grade, just for my mother to feel better, just for my cousins to get out of streets, just for my brothers to get out of system. Slide with it, so no, still yelling for 12 and they can't focus. They ain't finna listen, no, no, it's difficult. Try and comprehend when well, you broke on dope, it's a problem. Yeah. Get my up in the song again, brother stuck in the same shit. My pops is saying, Goddamn, swear the cycle's eternal and the walls of poverty is high to hurdle. So he fired verbal. And more leaders need less leaders and more pole leaders. No reason why Kirk had to get it like that. Bet Junior shooter would have took it all back. Ain't shit sweet in the streets, per usual. Just pray that my sister's degree is useful. started honestly like i was saying um my mission here is to, to like strengthen a community and strengthen strengthen humanity even if it's just one person at a time and uh I, I bro know. if you're starting a cult you gotta let me know right off the rip it's not a cult i mean well all right so what so what's your definition of a cult <laughs> i'm fine with you dude. but what's your definition I'm, of I'm a cult, cult though i'm all about cult right <laughs> i mean Cults, cults really are like for for me. I feel like they're just passionate, passionate groups of people that have a mission. You know, some of them have a crazy mission, and obviously they get exposed as crazy cults. But you know, yeah, I feel like I wonder if there's any like really sick cults, like super awesome cults. You know what I'm saying? Man, I, honestly, man, I feel like there are. They just don't call themselves cults. You know, they're they're trying to be yeah, more official, yeah. so they call themselves like nonprofit organizations or something like that. 
Or like Buddhist monasteries or some shit. Right, exactly. But yeah, man, one thing I really the only thing I had written down was um or was I guess it's two things. Um what's like what value do you place in stories? Oh shit. Are you asking uh it's are you asking that because uh, I told you about Yuval Noah Harari? Well, not only that, but um, I mean, I, I don't know how much of my podcast you've listened to, but I invest a lot of value in just the indigenous perspective in general. Um, uh, did you say stories? Yeah, stories, narratives. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so so basically, yeah, I just wanted your perspective on the value. Like, what, what value do you place in you know, exchanging stories with people, telling your story and listening to other people's story. And then like, not even on an individual level, but the story of humanity, the story of a community, the story of a school, the story of a club. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, like I'm I'm actually thrilled you asked that question. I've been like jerking off to the whole concept of like stories recently. And it's largely because of that book, Sapiens. And it, he like he he goes on and on about how like everything around us is literally a story and like whether it's every day you're waking up telling yourself a different story whether it's fucking like when you're goal setting you're telling yourself stories like if, if you're religious like you can't escape it it's in brands it's in like whatever kind of car you drive you feel me it's in it's in politics that's all fucking politics is I mean if you look today at the crazy shit that's happening have you seen you saw the storm in the capital shit and all that yeah i don't even know i haven't even digested it all. <laughs> dude you're in for a hell of a story bro well apparently bro these fucking retards have been told a story that that has them fucking running in the capital playing cosplay dude it's uh we're in a weird time dude and yes yeah, stories dictate fucking everything it's inescapable so that's where i'm at in terms of stories um stories in my life um that's dude if you if you understood how many stories i tell it's it's pretty pathetic bro right uh that takes up like at least a fourth of my day i feel like what would you say if if you had to to brief it in like eight to 12 minutes, what would you say like your life story is? I mean, I know only what I've heard through art so far. My life story. Damn. That's, that's, that's wild, bro. So, um, yeah, the, the, what's, what's the best way that I could explain this, man? My life story in a nutshell would be like, bro, um, I, I was born in Waynesboro in, uh, in a place on New Hope Road initially. We did a little moving around as a kid. Uh, we didn't have a whole lot of money. Um, my dad left when I was three. Um, he's since passed. But uh, I had a stepdad who came in and got us, like, me and the family. It was, like, three brothers, and then later on I got a sister. So it was, like, a kind of a lot of kids to take care of if you didn't have a lot of money. Um, <clears throat> later on, uh, they, they got their money up, moved around a couple other spots and then finally moved to a, a, a street called Delphine in Waynesboro, um, <clears throat> which is kind of unique, um, in that it's like Waynesboro is a small city. Um, but like where we were at, it was a lot of like wild shit that was going on. Um, 
and it was just like a, a community where like no one had a lot of money and drug, uh, it had been redlined, you know what I'm saying? Like years ago, if you're familiar with redlining, um, I'm familiar with it, but but uh, it's. I mean, all all honestly, all I know is it falls in the same category as gentrifying. Yeah, yeah. It's like you can kind of tell. Like uh, that's how they would split a lot of cities up based off colors. Like they would um, basically, if you had money, they tell you to leave. You know, before poor people got there, and then they were kind of like stuck there once. Once poor folks started moving in there, property values decreased and they were kind of stuck type shit. Uh, but basically, uh, yeah, we moved to Delphine. Um, my family was real involved with sports, bro. Um, from an early age, uh, like we like wrestling. Are you familiar with like collegiate wrestling, like Olympic wrestling type shit? Um, I'm not super familiar with it. My dad actually wrestled uh, competitively in high school, but that that's all. Yeah, I'm... yeah, that, that kind of shit, bro. Right. Like, when I was younger, um, we did a whole lot of that. We would travel to, like, national tournaments and shit. I, I placed in a few of those. Um, and, like, that was, like, supposed to kind of, like, get us out the hood <laughs> in a fucking weird, goofy way, bro. It's like we, like, trained as hard as we fucking could to, like, to really go somewhere with that. Um, my brother started getting in trouble when I was, like, when, when I was young. They're, they're uh, a little bit older than I was. But, um, bro, we were just, they were getting into a lot of shit and then later on dragging me into a little bit of shit here and there. Um, and then my parents basically got some job opportunities and wanted to move because of wrestling and shit to get them in a better place. So, um, they dipped, uh, we dipped out to the county for a few years. And, bro, and that shit was miserable. And then my brothers got even like deeper into selling drugs and shit out there. Um, later on, my stepdad dipped out of the picture, and I actually went into um, foster care at a late age, at like um, late 16 type shit. Mm -hmm. um, and then my teacher actually became a foster care worker. I skipped over a bunch of shit. We became homeless um, for a while after my stepdad split. It was a crazy-ass time. I was homeless like all around Waynesboro, Stanton type shit in the county and Verona and shit. Um and then fucking, yeah, made it back to Waynesboro. Um, yeah, my whole life fucking changed dramatically. I was kind of uh, just plucked out of a really shitty situation, like living in a van type shit, and uh, put into a, uh, a fucking awesome woman's home, dude. And uh, my foster parents were incredible fucking people and really showed me, like, a much different way of life. And I got hip to, like... A lot of information there that I wouldn't have otherwise. And then um, mm -hmm. later on, did like uh, did like two years of college and shit in Virginia Beach. So um, yeah, that like kind of changed my whole trajectory in a lot of ways. Um, dropped out of college and, and but I learned way more when I stopped going to college just through like reading and, and shit like that. Um, whole time I'm like obsessed with with music. You feel me? What um, age did that begin? <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, like, since, like, bro, like, since elementary school, bro. Like, we was listening to Tupac, Biggie, like, Bone Thugs and shit like that. Um, you, dude, I, I was writing since, like, middle school type shit, but never, like, took it seriously and thought it was a, re a reason to. Like, basically a lot of people that I knew kind of rap. Like, everyone kind of did it, but no one did it for real, you feel me? At least everyone that I, that I was around. 
Um, <clears throat> I would say like after college, bro, I was just like, fuck it, bro. Like, I'm just going to like see what happens if I just like start like writing this shit, going to studios and see what happens. And then like just by faith, man, like those moves and the kind of like the, the leaps that I took in that direction just kind of like linked me up with a lot of people. And fucking, I just continued to meet more and more people. And then I started doing, like, a rack of shows, bro. Just, like, in, in a lot of places, like, um, I'm in Harrisonburg now. But um, <clears throat> a lot of places where I hear, like, I was just, like, doing tons of fucking shows and shit like that. Gotten, like, a rap group that's since disbanded. But that kind of, like, hit me to kind of how the game goes and, and shit like that. And, um, and, yeah, so where I'm at today, I'm still in Harrisonburg, just, like, writing as much music as I can. Dude, I just shot a video. That shit is crazy. Um, I don't know if Dub told you about that or not. But um, for what song? Uh, it's a song called Stash. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You might have heard that one on Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. So basically, man, like, yeah, uh, real crazy life, bro. That's how I. Um, I'm sure everyone kind of has a crazy life, right? But in one way or another, for sure. But it sounds like yours was crazy right from the jump. Yeah, man, it was it was a wild fucking time, bro, for sure. Um, but yeah, what? Uh, yeah, does that kind of su- uh, summarize that? Yeah, man. For the most part, um, that's awesome. That's I mean, I'm I'm glad to hear that. And then it sounds, you see, that's the thing about stories. It's like. We, we kind of just drag, it's like dot, dot, dot. It's like, but we're still writing our story, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, and what's funny is like... It, to be continued. <laughs> what's that? To be continued. Ain't it? Yeah, right. Um, the funniest thing to me is like, we're always telling ourselves a story. And, and one thing that, that I always like hated about myself is like when asked about myself... Have you ever heard yourself tell the same story to a few people in a short amount of time? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like if you meet a lot of people in a short amount of time, but they're interesting people, uh, obviously you're going to start talking about like your life and shit like that. And then it's like you just hear the shit that you say and how you summarize your life. And to me, that shit is fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, it's got its own bias and like, you can, yeah, you can yeah. hear you can hear personality in that the way that people tell their own story story as well you know like how confident they are how like you know I don't uh, I'm sensitive to being humble or or you know um, sensitive to not sounding braggadocious but I for me I, I have I've always if I err I'm probably erring on the side of being too cocky and maybe coming off as uh-huh. arrogant. Um, like in pushing a bit. Well, I mean, for me, it's like I'd just rather I, I'm I never want to be cocky or arrogant, but I'd also rather err on the side of taking responsibility and and like in the moment that means believing in myself, you know. And I I, I mean, obviously, in the past, I can admit things that I've done wrong or not even necessarily done done wrong, but things that I don't want to repeat, you know, for to put it in a, a more accurate wording, I guess. But, right. uh, but in the moment, you know, I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like if I, definitely humble and, and, and having humility is a good thing, 
but I just feel like if you're erring on that side, that's a quick slippery slope to depression, and I've battled with that too. Damn, dude. I've, I've never heard anyone uh, talking about like uh, humility potentially leading to like a, like a shittier view of themselves. I, I, I think I could definitely see that, though. If you have a balanced perspective of humility, you know what I'm saying? But if you're like uh, always like, I, my life doesn't mean anything. It's like, no, you're like as insignificant as you are, you're still significant. Like it's that yin yang, you know, like you do matter even if it, even if you're one in eight, you know, eight billion or 10 billion or whatever it is, you're one. You know what I mean? Yeah. No shit, bro. No shit. And it's like, the odds of you being where you are at any given time right. is fucking like, <laughs> there's so much more likelihood that that wouldn't have happened. Right. You know? Like existentialism it's, type oh. shit. Yeah. No shit. So yeah, uh, so, so that's just basically my perspective on, on that. So in, I, I guess to relate that to telling, telling your story, like in the moment, I feel like it's better to believe in yourself. And, and if you believe in yourself, then you're going to write a better story for yourself. Absolutely, man. And like, bro, like at the end of the day, man, it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. It, 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 it's selfish as it sounds a lot of, in a lot of ways. It's like, whatever you think is ultimately what fucking what matters you know what i mean the self is everything and i feel like you know selfish is another any any word self-centered self-esteem any of these words that are literally centered around the self it they have they have they have a double meaning you know because if you only see yourself as this individual that's not a part of a collective if you're fractured or alienated from every everyone and everything else then it's easier to fall into that depression. But if you see yourself as part of humanity or part of something larger, you know, I mean, for me, as somebody who kind of has a, like an indigenous worldview, so to speak, I see myself as part of the earth. So, okay. and that gives me inspiration, motivation. Um, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, when you say indigenous, can you unpack that? Like, um... Like um by, by the way I I saw the um Kymetica what I, I forgot the name Kymatica yeah Kymatica yeah, yeah I I listened to the whole thing bro what'd you think dude I um all right so here's here's something that I need to say first off bro like my beliefs change depending on who I'm talking to if I don't know if that makes sense and it sounds really fucked up. No, I mean, I, I, I battle with that myself, if I'm being real. <laughs> and, like, all of my knowledge just comes from basically podcasts and, like, a handful of books, usually, and like, but mostly from, like, YouTube vids and shit like that. Um, bro, I, I, I felt like I've heard a lot of that same information before from other, um, from other sources, and, like, there was a time when I would, like, fucking, when I would spend a lot of time really lost in, in like that kind of train of thought about like like energy meridians and, and, and things like that um dude like uh i felt in a way it kind of came off like propaganda in in a weird way like the way that it's shot which is what makes those effective like those right. kind of like short films 
Yeah, no, no. I mean, like it might a, it, a lot of it might be, but I feel like everything is for I, like uh one one of I my feel favorite like messages on point. Right. Like, one I, of my favorite I, parts is, is is when he says, you know, information is just information. It's all about yeah. what you do with that information. You know. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it it was a little woo woo for me at times. You know what I mean? Like I feel like they. Uh, I was I was trying to think of the specific thing that they discussed, but just um... no. I mean, I I can totally see that. I can totally see that. I mean, I dude, I I that's a common uh, common uh, response to to my worldview for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but all right. So back, like, I actually want to want to talk about your worldview because you sound like a, a like. An incredibly intelligent dude, and and I think that you're like really well spoken. You can really hold a conversation like very well. Um, when when you say indigenous, like, yeah, what what exactly do you mean by that? Because like, in my understanding, of like Native Americans, if you're using it in that way, is like they all believe in like wild different shit. You know mad I mean? mad variety, mad variety. But the key yeah. is they didn't believe that their way was the one right way. Uh huh. So tribal okay. literally is what what I would call indigenous because it's like we want to we want to it's almost more local you know there was a whole world of tribes it's like you don't think they weren't weren't aware of the other tribes you know what I mean it wasn't like they were completely isolated to their own tribe it was just they were they had enough respect to allow other people to live their own lifestyles right 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 so yeah depending on the tribe I mean the Comanches were you know were oh. kind of Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. There's a lot of gray area to that, for sure. For yeah, sure. exactly. Uh, are you familiar with animism? Absolutely. Have you? Are you familiar with Daniel Quinn's work? No, huh, not at all. Yeah, so he's actually, I would say, he his work introduced me to animism. Um, he wrote a book called Ishmael, and then he... Oh, shit. <laughs> I used to ride to work with a dude, uh, shout out Alex, yeah, and uh, he always tell me to read that book. It's my... Yeah, epic book. Epic book. That uh, that yeah. book is, a, is I would say, one of the top five influences on uh, my worldview. Okay. Are you an animist, would you say? Yeah, see, I mean, that even that term, like that term is a term that was coined by non-animists, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's how it always is. Right. It's like always the derogatory term of something. That's what it like becomes known to the world as. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, no, uh, I mean, yes. That's badass, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like, I'm assuming you go hiking a lot. And do you feel like you can like talk to water and like you can feel the hills um, fucking vibrate through you and, and like, like the trees, like can you communicate with, uh, with rocks and trees and stuff? I mean, when I'm tripping. Nah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, it depends. Um, water, you know, I do, I do feel, uh, I do feel something like when I'm around, just like even just a little brook stream. Um, dude, hell yeah. Yeah. Not, dude, there, there is something about being around water. You feel like you're closer to life. Right. It is life, man. 70% of the planet. Right. Yeah. Really so, good. So yeah. No, yeah. that is um that's I'm intrigued by by people who have like like wildly varying beliefs 
You know what I'm saying? Especially people who are like sharp and and, and intelligent. You feel me? Like <laughs> that yeah. kind of shit is like yeah. I, I enjoy hearing about people who don't think regular shit. You know? <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. That's what's up. But yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real quick, uh, in in that Kamatika, uh, they they mentioned a Khalil Gibran quote. Are you familiar with him? I no, no, not not completely. Okay. I've right, heard, I've heard the name. That's about it. Prophet. Um, he's he's fucking amazing. But uh, I think you'd really love his work. He's kind of like a, a mystic, a mystic poet, and uh, wrote a lot of good shit. Like Rumi. <laughs> Uh, I get everyone says that Rumi's a mystic poet, but I the Rumi that I've read wasn't as impressive as how like people gas him up to be to me. But um, dude, uh, it's it's real good shit. It's about it's it's a lot of yin yang stuff. That's what that's really that's and that's what you're yeah. talking when you say you have different beliefs around different people like that's part of the yin yang man i mean you're it seems exactly. like you're just trying to harmonize yeah. the the matrix <laughs> right 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 no shit and like you um, recognize that beliefs like you have to be flexible with your beliefs if you're rigid with your beliefs then you're not you're not uh you're not challenging yourself really yeah no um that yeah, it's weird to me to think that, that how often people's beliefs stay the same. Dude, how, how ignorant do you think people are? In general, I mean, man, I, like I said, again, it, it kind of comes back to that whole, like, erring on the side of confidence or, or humbleness. Like, even though it's obvious that there's mad, stupid people here out here that are just dumb lost, like, I try to be optimistic, um... I was dumb lost at one time, you know, I grew up, Dude, Yeah, I grew up right. anti-cannabis, you know what I mean? So if I can yeah. be who I am today after growing up being the kid that I was, then I have faith in anything that anything can happen for real. Dude, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's easy to lose sight of like how fucking dumb like we used to be, you know? <laughs> right. Right. I, I call all <laughs> these people dumb, but then it's like, maybe that's just me being kind of mad at my old self, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I swear to God, I wasted, like, three years of my life, like, um, obsessed with the Illuminati, bro. Right. Just thinking, like, every fucking, that's what fucking... That's well, that's kind of what I liked about Chimatica, is, like, you know, yeah. we are the Illuminati. If you want to be real and you want to define the self in a more realistic way, humanity oh. is an organ of the earth, and... And we are a part of humanity, like just a, like a cell is part of us. We're a cell within humanity, and so that means that we're a part of them, you know. And we've made these decisions and put ourselves in this place for a reason, you know, to grow. Yeah. So you don't think there's like separation between anything? Is that what you're getting? Or am I like looking too deep? I don't. I I don't think that there's separation between anything, but at the same time that's like that's like the that's like you have to be real too you know like yeah, yeah. there's this not is, separation between anything really if you're if you're willing to just literally die right now but then there's also that self-preservation that kicks in too you know right there's a lot going on there is man right there is um but yeah so like like all about... is one but i'm not gonna let like a bunch of ticks just eat me up you know what i mean 
Right, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, I heard an interesting thing. is like, I think it was from, like, Alan Watts or some shit. But he was talking about how, like, our hands, like, although, like, they serve as a barrier, they're actually, like, very porous. It's just, like, it doesn't allow much shit to get through. But in actuality, it's, like, magic. Our, our skin is fucking magic. Yeah, it's magical, bro. And it's, like, it doesn't make sense at all. And it's not... It's intelligent. It's like, intelligent. Yeah, right. And it's, like, yeah, that, the whole separation thing, like, you're as close to the stars as any fucking thing, really. Like, like everything is connected. I smoked a lot right before I came on, so maybe... No, me too, me too. I'll me too. My, no, my you're good. And, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get spacier than me, I promise. Alright, bro. Good shit. <laughs> so yeah, uh so the next thing I have written down is pretty much like I mean you, you pretty much told me your story, so um within that story, what was your worldview growing up? It sounds like your worldview kinda transitioned when you became a foster child. That sounds like one of the bigger transitions any anyhow. And uh, how has it changed since then? Well, like I said, I got put into foster care, like, a bit later than, like, anyone else, you feel me? Um, so, like, but but my my worldview changed, changed several different times, I would say. From, like, not having a house or, or like, to having, like, a, to, to, like, where we grew up, bro, like, everybody was poor, but it just seemed like we had it a little bit more together than some other people around us, bro. And the fact that I had a stepdad made it different. Like, no one else had dads. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, um, and then when, and then, like, when he dipped, bro, like, being homeless, like, with my mom and, like, a couple of brothers and a sister, and then, like, I would, like, dip around in mad different people's cribs, and, like, some of the, some of those spots, like, like, straight up got raided, bro. And, like, had me out on my ass, bro, and, like, and, like, just, just staying at mad different friends' homes and things like that. Um, like, so my worldview was constantly fucking changing, bro. But, like, um, after reading some, some, I, it was probably Khalil Gibran reading his shit that I really kind of, like, nutted up and, like, really got, got really conscious, man, and began to think about other people than just myself in a lot of ways. But um, in terms of, like, my worldview and how it changes and, and how it's changed, I was, like, it's probably good to go back. And if I, I was about to say, book, I was about to say, I was just literally about to say, we'll start with, like, your, how it formed, like, when you first okay. formed it. Yeah. I so coming up, like, my parents had us going to the Salvation Army Church. You, have you heard of that? I've heard of the Salvation Army. That's, like, a um, charity, right? Yeah, it's, it's also a church, though, and, like, that's where the charity comes from, is the church. Right. But, like, it's, it's kind of, like, it's kind of fucked up to think about it. It's, like, it's kind of like a poor people's church, bro. Yeah, so, but I have, I gotta say, like, I read some shit online that was talking about all the different charities and, like, mo like Goodwill is actually a for-profit organization. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Most of them are I, mad I fucked up, but the... I with uh, Sam Harris about, like, Americans' distrust of charities. But, but the Salvation like, Army is 100% legit. That's what I was yeah, getting no, to. Absolutely. 100% yeah, of their yeah. proceeds are, are go to what they say they go to. Yeah, no, and that's, that's completely valid. Yeah. And um, I'm trying not to, like, have a staunch opinion on anything I haven't read a book about. 
at least that's a sick idea to have. I don't know, like in, in theory it is, you know. I, I do pride myself on reading. I think reading is uh, under undervalued and under uh, utilized in our culture. Well, absolutely. I I need to read more, bro. If if I it it's unequivocally embarrassing how little I've read in the past two years, bro. I have to say one one tip that helped me a lot. I read a book called Limitless, and um, there's a chapter on speed reading in that book. And he talks right. about like, man, if it's not if it's not if you're not feeling it, just skim it. You know what I'm saying? There's probably some really Dude, good shit coming the, up. The best advice I had on reading is from this guy who's a fucking speed reader. I listen to like Tim Ferriss and shit like that, like endlessly. But he had this speed reading guy on, and he was like. He was like, dude, if in five minutes it doesn't grab you, don't, like, fucking throw that book away, dude. And he's like, it's better to not even give people shitty books. Right. He's like, don't give shitty books away, even. Throw them away. Right. Like, destroy them. It's better for them not to exist than to waste people's time. And it's like, if that shit doesn't grab you very, very soon, move on to the next book, you know? Or if you, or if you are convinced that there's something good in it, just skim, just skim until you get to something that hooks you. Right, yeah, yeah, good shit. Um, did you want me to go back to the world view? Yeah, 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 yeah. My fault. We got off a little, off track a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah. So um, we came up like um, it's like Protestant, you know, like Christian and oh, Salvation right. Army, and then um, later on I got put into foster care, and then like I went to only black churches, like black Protestant churches, like out in the country and shit. Right. And that shit was like a very different experience, man. Um. So I would say that changed my worldview a lot as well. And then after that, moving, you know how, like, when you move away from home in college, I don't know if you went to college, but, like, everything you kind of, like, you decide really what kind of information you take in, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. I feel like it's very common for everybody's worldview to change then, too. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But, um, so, like, I would say I largely came up Christian, for real. But um, later on, reading people like Khalil Gibran and things like that, bro, I, then I read, like, this How to Ching. That fucked me up. I yes, read um, the Upanishads, if you're okay. familiar with those. I'm familiar. Like I haven't read that. I did read the Tao Te Ching. Okay. The Upanishads is, like, um, books and... Um, That's out of India, right, or Tibet? Yeah, uh, I, I think it's... It falls under like Hinduism, but yeah, right, right. Um, that that then I've I've like um, read parts of the Quran and shit, and I'm like deeply fascinated by like a lot of world religions. Um, but yeah, I don't think like I, my personal belief as of now, bro, is like whatever makes you kinder to other people is what you should believe. Right. Okay. It's like what at the end of the fucking day, like, are you and kinder? Kid? What about kinder to yourself too, though? Ooh, damn! I like that. I like that. I like that. Right. I feel like if you're not kind to yourself, it's going to be harder to be kind to other people. That's, that's the shittiest thing about Christianity, for real, for real. Is like they just want you to hate yourself. So like every time you jerk off, you're supposed to like kill yourself. Yeah, I mean that's definitely. I, I, so that's what I was about to ask you, um, for real, was how do, you, how do you feel about Christianity now? Do you try to, like, reconcile? Because, you know, there's, like, this whole movement now. It's kind of like the New Age Christianity, like Christ consciousness and 
there's a whole lot of varied beliefs within Christianity at this point, I feel like. Right, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not, dude, I'm not big on the dogma. I'm not big on, like, so here's, here's what I've, I've learned. And, and, like, learning about all beliefs, everyone within any sect and, in, in like, in any church, they all actually believe slightly different things about the same thing. Does that make sense? Absolutely. We, like, we, no one believes identically absolutely. the same thing. Absolutely. And most people that are Christian, like, these fools don't speak fucking Hebrew. They're not, like, translating from the Strong's Concordance and shit like that. Like, dude, it's, it's largely, like, people who won't dive deep, deep into study that are reading these books and just doing the best they can to fucking interpret them, man. And for real, like, of all the people that are Christian, like, I know atheists that know more fucking scripture than most, like, self-proclaimed Christians, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I know, you know, Islamic people that know more. Uh, yeah, exactly. Biblical. Yeah, so. so and, yeah. and it's like, to me, it's like, dude, there's, there's, I think that, I think religion is constantly changing and evolving much like everything else. And uh, the Christ consciousness that you just spoke about, that's probably a part of that. Now it's like you gotta you gotta find a way to make it make sense currently. Have you instance, heard Have you heard about the Gnostics, the Dead Sea Scrolls? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. The Caves of Qumran and, and all that shit. Yeah. Right. Do you uh, Do you know what the translation of uh, Gnosis is? Self. Oh uh, yeah, basically self knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge of self, but uh, but it's like the knowledge, pretty pretty close. But I feel like on a deeper level, they're talking about intuition or like the silent knowledge, like the knowledge beyond the stories that we tell ourselves. You know, yeah. What a lot of people don't understand is how many how many different sects of Judaism there were, bro. Like there wasn't just one. There was like thousands of people who came together to make what is now, and even now. There's tons of different sects of each belief. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's, there's 30,000 uh, denominations of Christianity. 30,000 denominations. Dude, and they all believe, like, varied shit, you know? Very different. Very different. For sure. So, I'm, dude, like, what about for you, I'm, though? What's that? What about for you? Do you still rock a cross? Do you, I mean, for me, uh, like... I don't want, dude, I, 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 I do rock a hamsa occasionally. <laughs> What's that? It's like the hand, you know, it's like a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the chains with the praying hands. No, not not that. No, no, no. It's like uh it's a hand with an eye in the middle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, you know, I know I got some I my girl actually has a shirt with that on it. That yeah. I got a, I got a chain with that on it for sure. I do I have a rosary too that I wear occasionally. But so, um but in, in terms of like belief like, dude, um, I, I really looked deep deep into the Bible when I was uh, in college, man. And, um, like, just thinking about the term Yahweh and stuff like that and understand, understanding, like, um, what is it? Where, where all these books came from, dude. How there was, like, the Council of Laodicea and the Council of, like, Nicaea. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's several councils that came together at different times. And basically decided um, 
what would be canonized and, and put in the Bible, and then the Catholics got a different Bible later on than the Protestants did, and everybody still kind of has a different Bible today. Um, I think I think there's there's some truth in all religions. Um, if I knew more about universalism, I might fuck with that, but I don't know enough about it. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I mean, I'm, is that kind of like the Unitarian Church? Probably, yeah. I think it is. Okay. Yeah, I've heard of that. I mean, that sounds actually that does that is more of from what I've heard, it kind of appeals to me on a on a you know Christian level. <laughs> yeah, it's like dude, like I had this thing that I went through where I wanted to speak with a rabbi. I went to a uh, Messianic Jewish temple, right? And like them fools know the word, bro. Like they they really like break down the meanings in Hebrew and shit like that. It's, it's kind of interesting to hear them talk about it, but it's like, I've never heard of a lot of Messianic Jews, you know? Yeah. Uh, I worked with a bunch of Jewish people, actually. Um, I got furloughed due to COVID, but, uh, I was working for the, it was partners and they were both Jewish. One wore a yarmulke, followed all the rules really strictly the other one did not wear a yarmulke, but he did eat, he ate there, like his, his, as far as dietary, he was, you know, he didn't eat, uh, dairy, or he didn't eat pork and he didn't eat dairy and beef too close together and all that sort of thing. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. They, they definitely have like a, like a strict regimen. What does messianic exactly mean? Like Orthodox or? It's Jews that believe in Jesus, like as the son of God. So it's like a little funky. Mix. Oh, okay. No, they were. These yeah. are not. These were not that. These were more orthodox. <laughs> these were not. These were cur- like. Did they rock the curls? Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. A couple of them did, but uh, no, I mean, they were all different too. Like one of them, one of them, his brother and his sister. So it was four of them, and two of them like practiced, and the other two were like, "Fuck that shit." <laughs> they ate bacon and everything. <laughs> Damn, they like put like shoved in their face. Dude. Like, <laughs> pretty much, pretty off. much. Yeah. Damn. No, but um, so like, do you believe that self is God? Yes, but I also believe that self is everybody else too. It's everybody that you interact with. It's all of your family. It's your community. Um, no matter how fucked up that might be, and your your, your nation and humanity too. Um. You know, to take it to that level. Um, But, you know, I also see that, like, indigenous worldview where I feel like in the future I kind of envision, you know, the the technology is reaching a point where people are going to be able to kind of create their own nations, so to speak. And, like, I kind of, like, you know, the word confederacy, I'm not down with, like, the CSA or the Confederates. <laughs> Hell but, yeah, brother. <laughs> but the Confederate form of government, they actually stole that from the Iroquois, which was a band, a, tri- a bunch of tribes that banded together against the white men right, because yeah. they, and they yeah, actually had... Tra- right, and they traditionally had fought each other all the time. You know, right, they had a lot right. of differences, but they saw that at the end of the day, their differences were petty compared to their similarities compared to this culture that was destroying everything. Anybody that didn't live the way this culture lived was getting wiped out. 
anybody that smoked marijuana and called that medicine, anybody that ate mushrooms and called that medicine, anybody that got their medicine and their food from the earth and not as a product, a patented product, was getting destroyed. Well, dude, I, I think it's a lot more nuanced and, and, and a bit deeper than that. Um, are you familiar with the um, the five, what was called the five civilized tribes? Uh, no, no, that sounds interesting. Okay, yeah, well, like, it was basically the ones that um, the the white folks that were first here thought that they could, like, they, they it made the most sense to them. You know what I'm saying? And there was, like, certain tribes that were like, yeah, you guys kind of, like, we can rock with y'all, but the people beside y'all is fucking, is, is too crazy, so fuck them. I think the Iroquois were one of them. I, um, I know that um, the Cherokee definitely were, and, like, they had their own system of writing very early, which is, like, really impressive. And they assimilated more so than a lot of other tribes around them, as far as I know, which is very little. But, um, but yeah, so, like, even back, and, dude, real quick, I, I think that the, the white people that were here, like, even the Puritans and, and all that other shit, bro, so you know how people treat religion now, which is, like, they'll stand on it if, if they stand to gain from it, but otherwise, like, no one really fucking believes in the thing, and, and like, in the things that they, like, swear to God, like, that they believe in. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel very little, very little. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Toltec? Yeah, the Toltec wizards, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I okay. feel like that's like, you don't have to really believe in it because it's more about being aware that your faith is free to believe in whatever you really want to believe in, including right. yourself. Well, here's here's my theory is that like, so early settlers in this country, they like, they believed in things religiously when it when it made sense and aside from that just like we do today bro is like you know how people just show up on sunday and go to church and claim to love jesus but like they'll never like love the poor and help the old and fucking like suck your neighbor's dick and all that stuff right no absolutely absolutely like that's that's another thing i wanted to get to was like for me a real christian is one and as corny as it might sound i feel for me if you want to define, like, if, if that is that person a Christian, whether they call themselves a Christian or not, it's like, do they ask themselves, what would Jesus do when they make hard decisions in their life, you know? Right, and, and who is Jesus to them? Is he, like, a stern daddy, or is he, like, a, a sweet babe, like, a sweet lady Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, I mean Jesus, to me, is, if, the, is the one that was like, fuck Jesus, all of the other commandments, like, love one another. Under in his eyes, or is he, like, all-loving Jesus to just, like, want you to jerk off and not feel bad about it, you know, and forgive yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I see Jesus as the one that's, uh, like, I, I, even in the Bible, really, if you want to get scriptural about it, like, the Jesus commandment is the one that's pretty much like, fuck all the other commandments, love one another. Yeah, bro. Yes, exactly. And that's like, but back to my, back to my point is like, dude, if people really actually believe that as many as went to churches, like, the world would look very, very different. <laughs> very, very, very different. Yes, absolutely. Very, very, very Some of the most hateful people I know are uh, like, self-proclaimed like Christians. time all the time. Right, right. You know what I mean? Just, like, the world flooded with Molly, like, at all times. <laughs> like, constant supplies of, of, 
of Molly in the Water Supply. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm not. A, that's one that I'm just. That's that's the most. That's uh, you want to talk about yin yang. That's the one I feel very, very yin yang about. Oh, for real? You think it's like, like just like it can be an evil tool or like a love tool? I just think I think it can be overdone for sure. I think it can be overdone. That's for damn sure. I like, yeah, I, think, I like mushrooms. I mean, I'm a, I'm a mushroom advocate for sure, and cannabis and, you know, cactuses. Bro, what do you think of them saying that um, that the uh, mushroom cult is what created Jesus, bro? I think, that, I think there's a lot to, I think there's a lot there. I think there's a lot there. I don't think yeah. it's everything, but I think there's something there. There's a dude who wrote a book about it, man. I've, I've heard, yeah. like, I think Rogies and some other people talk about it. But yeah, it sacred mu- John Allegro, sacred mushroom something. Oh, you're like, you're like, got the t-shirt, bro. No, 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 no. I don't, I've never read the book, but uh, but I, I do know about okay. it. I know about I got it. That's tight. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, um, yeah, man, um, I, I think that the early people that were here but used, used religion when it was convenient. I think other than that, they were just trying to fucking get some land, get paid, and hold on to every fucking thing, man, and just make make more and more and more. Yeah, yeah, but that's a whole, that's a, that their worldview, see, and that's, I, I definitely highly recommend Ishmael, and actually, people talk about Ishmael all the time, but even it, a lot of Ishmael fans don't even realize it's actually the first book of a trilogy, and mm. uh, and the other two books are fucking heady as shit, too, and the thing, I, the thing is about those books is this dude is such a good writer, he puts it in narrative form, so it's entertaining, like, you can't put it down, and it's real mm. as fuck, like, it's, it's, it's amazing, like, some of my favorite books, um, like the Four Agreements, that some of the Toltec Wisdom books, and some Terrence McKenna books and stuff like this, I love them. But uh, they don't have the storytelling ability that this guy has, and he's intertwining right. some real ass shit in there too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Another le- another level type shit for sure. Yeah. Did you ever get into like the classics, bro? A little bit. I actually, I did go to college. I have a philosophy degree, actually. God damn, bro. What's, uh, what, who's your favorite philosopher? Is it like Kant or some shit? Don Don Miguel Ruiz. (laughs) (laughs) Don Quixote? Uh, no, Don Don Miguel Ruiz. He's the author of the Four Agreements. Um, Uh, Toltec was (laughs) I've read like two of them. A-Dub lent me two of those, man. And he probably read them because you, you, uh, told him about them. Nah, I turned, I, he, to give him credit, he turned me on to that. Uh, since, oh, since then, that sparks my interest in a lot of other things. I'm always like trying to turn him on, on to shit now, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, that one I got to give him credit for. That's fucking fire, bro. Yo, um, have you, have you ever read, like, did you ever read any like liter- literary classics or like Russian authors and shit? Russian, no. So, um, as far as Russian, though, I do. Uh, so, kind of, it's funny. It kind of circles back to Christianity a little bit. I, I work with this nonprofit on the side sometimes. It's uh, called Praxis Circle. They actually have a website. Praxis. Uh, no, he's he's Christian, but he's also very open. He's he, so so. Here's the thing. It's funny that this is actually part of the reason I started the podcast. Is he's like starting this this nonprofit organization and he's he's very wealthy so he's obviously able to do it in a way and market it in a way where i i certainly can't do 
with this podcast or with what I would like to do. But uh, he's Christian. He's very Christian. But at the same time, I got to give him credit for he's very open to listening to other people's worldviews. And so this whole project called Praxis Circle is about exploring worldview, which I love that mission, but he has yet to interview anybody with a like truly indigenous worldview. To his credit, he did interview a guy who had like a near-death experience, and he had a definitely uh, like idealism, very spiritual worldview, but at the same time, he's coming, you know, he was a neuro neuroscientist before he had his near-death experience, so... He just the the in the uh I wish you would let me put it this way. I wish you would interview a shaman. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. That's funny as shit. I took a worldviews class and the uh, the paper I wrote uh was um shamanism in a theistic society. <laughs> in a theistic society? How was that? That's a, I'm sure that was an epic paper, man. Um, I was a retard when I wrote it, bro. Like oh, okay. I was just trying to get this shit done and put like, you know, twelve hundred words or whatever I needed for the, the project. Nah, I hear you, I hear you. Yeah. I'm sure I learned some, some stuff from it. But bro, um, is you saying that is that dude Russian? No, the the so the connection to Russian is he is like a Russian history expert. He wrote his college dissertation on the Russian Revolution. And so oh, the limit of my Russian knowledge yeah. is, is kind of secondhand through him. But yeah. at the same time, he's like a top expert in Russian history as far as Americans are concerned. I got you, bro. Dude, one, one, I think one of the most fascinating figures in all of history is uh, Leo Tolstoy. Right. Yeah, every chance I get, I try to sing his praises, man. Um, yeah, he actually, he was... Um, <laughs> It's fucked up. They like they misused his work and like his his kind of like his. You mean, you mean Stalin and Trotsky? Revolution, huh? You mean Stalin and Trotsky and them Lenin? Yeah, because like Tolstoy was like a Russian like hero. Um, any anyone that could just use his shit to like for their own means, but like he had the most beautiful fucking story, bro. He came from the aristocracy, and um, he actually like. Um, you know, wrote two of the fucking most well-known, you know, literary pieces ever in, um, in War and Peace and Anna Karenina. And um, basically, this fool gave all of his fucking wealth to his serfs. Hmm. He, he gave everything he had to his, his slaves, man. And then he lived as they did. You know, and um, and basically, like, he was the epitome of someone who's, like, who just, like, give everything you have for, like, your community. But isn't and, that uh, what Buddha did? And then Buddha was like, that's not exactly right either. Uh, he might have. I don't know enough about Buddha to, like, to know exactly what he did. Um, but Tolstoy, he had a really, his story was crazy, man. You'd have, you'd have to read about it, bro. This fool fought in the wars. And then, like, gave it all up for Jesus, and then was like, the church is super fucked up. Um, however, there's these certain tenets, these certain truths within it that are like the most beautiful thing in the world. And he was basically like, he was like, all that matters is the Sermon on the Mount. Um, so, and, and the Beatitudes. And the Beatitudes. Yeah, and he was just like live live life uh, based off of those. He just simplified Christianity to the things that resonated the most with him, basically. And was just like, dude, like, 
um, it's, yeah, it's in Matthew. But um, it's basically the Sermon on the Mount, bro. It's like, blessed are the poor in spirit for, you know, the meek shall inherit the earth and all that kind of stuff, um, which basically, like, really changed um, everything for him. And, and like I said, he, he just tried to fucking, like, live for the poor, for better or worse, you know? I mean, obviously, I romanticize it. I think that's the coolest thing that, that fucking a really rich dude could do. Um, like, it would be like if fucking Elon Musk was just like, dude, let me, like, get everybody living right around me, you know? Right, yeah. How do you feel about AI? Oh, God damn, bro. I think that's the next step, dude. <laughs> I, I think, like, we're the last link in, like, in human species as we know it, bro. I think we're all going to become AI eventually. Yeah. I mean, like, here's my thing. Think about how much time you spend on technology right now. Too much. Are you? Do you check it like in like impulsive crackheads? Uh, I resist. Actually, I, I um. So on Halloween, I deleted all my social media. Dude, you are the man. Dude, who are you? I was tripping on peyote, bro. <laughs> Are we best, did we just become best friends? Bro? But no, all right, but then, but see, so here's what happened, though. So um, after a while, like, I realized that, like, I wanted to be more uh, hip to what was going on as far as current events, and my only sources were, like, CNN.com and maybe some al- some alternative news sources, and, you know, I mean, bro, yeah. you think about, like, BBC and Al Jazeera? But still, there's, it's still, like, mostly mainstream really um and then there's some alternative like honestly man like so the way i saw it for me anyway was like twitter like some of my my favorite like for me a lot of my a lot of the news that i consider the realest news comes from conspiracy theory quote unquote theorists (laughs) right but really people that are dropping facts bro you gotta tell me bro no okay so so (laughs) i'm glad you brought his name up though because there are a lot of people like him that are uh what i call controlled opposition and they're meant to literally they're dropping some real fucking truths but they're doing it in a lunatic crazy way and then they're saying all this other crazy fucking shit to discredit the real shit yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does say a lot of real shit, but he also says some fucking lunatic shit that makes the real shit sound lunatic. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, uh, the what, what's the Grove? The fucking... The, Bohem- the Bohemian, the Bohemian uh, Grove. Bohemian that's Grove, that's dude, real, though. That's like, real. After someone... Dude, he should have just stopped there. Just retire, bro. That's like a walk-away three, dude. That's like... Bro, just you could have stopped there, man, and that shit was fire, bro. But um, but, but it's kind of. Did you hear the the podcast that he did with Ti? Dude, I mean, yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> Ti was like, if you were a black man, you'd be you wouldn't have walked out of there. You know what I mean? So <laughs> something about the whole thing makes me feel like even that was set up even way back then. Like they wanted to start you leaking said they it would out. Or would not walk out of there. Right, no, but I'm saying I I think even Alex Jones, like even that no, whole thing I'm with. Asking, are you saying that like they would or would not walk out of there? Would not. Well, Ti was saying they would not. Oh, okay, I got you. They they would be killed. <laughs> right. So, which makes me think like 
that whole thing was even that was a was a setup like nobody that's not supposed to be there could really actually get in uh you think it was a psyop dude i think the whole thing is like like i question everything i question the conspiracy theories you know what i'm saying i'm thinking even uh, the conspiracy yeah, yeah. theories could that's, be that a is conspiracy. my problem bro is like in a <laughs> fucked up way i'm too analytical man and like i think so deeply that at the end of the day i like I, I almost like get further and further away from the funk, but I'm always like, I'm dude, I don't trust, I don't trust shit, bro. Especially really nothing that comes on the TV. Dude, this is, it's called, uh, my homegirl hit me to this. We're in the post truth era, which is like, we have more information than ever, but it's harder to get to the bottom of the truth. Like, That's why I feel like happens. intuition and, and the gnosis is so important because the real truth is beyond any words, any symbols, you know? Yeah, have you ever heard of, um, this is, ah, man, this might be too heady for me to get into, but it's like, there's two kinds of truth. One is like with a capital T and the other is with a lowercase T. But what's the, I mean, but, okay, but, but what's the difference? Okay, so like, one is like absolute truth that is like agreed upon with everything and the other is the truth that is like, that's a real fucking truth to someone. But it doesn't apply to everyone, you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This whole, uh, it's this whole thing about absolutes and shit. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm too hot to actually discuss that and make and be coherent. No, you're good. I do, I do feel like there is an objective truth, but I feel like with like even the word truth, like that's just a symbol that like some English people decided on and. You know, like they made the sound for it, and then people agreed that that sound meant something that means truth. But even, but you know right. what I mean? Like that's some like what's really the meaning of that word is beyond the symbol. Like if if you didn't speak English, you wouldn't even know what the fuck I'm saying right now. You know what I mean? But we could right. still com- we and, could still communicate like with body language. Like body language is realer than than any truth that can be spoken. For real, but even the word body language, like you have to use words to communicate it on the level of words. You know, it just is what it is. It's so it's so hard to you have to use words to explain shit that's beyond words to people that only live right. in a world of words. And everything is like that. Literally every single fucking thing. Like no word ever accurately nails something down. Absolutely. But but we have to try, nonetheless. Yeah. I feel it's important to try, especially, as, you know. And it's beautiful when we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man, um, it's been a fucking dope episode, man. The only other I did, I had literally five bullet points. One was intro by by me, and then your story plus your worldview. And AI slash question mark was on there, which that already came up. So the only other thing on here is what do you feel like are society's biggest quote unquote biggest problems or like the way I see the way that I think, like you said, you're an analytical person too. So you might think of it this way as well as more, the most foundational problems. Like what problem do you think is, is the most worth investing your energy in solving and how to solve it? Dude, I think it boils down to a couple things, man. It's like, Dude, self-love, dude. Like, man, 
people, I, I, I think people's internal dialogue is real fucked up, man. Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that. that. That's not even where the like the 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 wavelength that I was on. But at the same time, I couldn't agree more. Like talking about changing beliefs based on what you hear, what you're around. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it definitely. I think that's even more foundational than where within the wavelength that I was on because the wavelength I was on was more. People already have to have that self love for that to even be possible. Yeah, I think the root is all, all is like we all talk to ourselves like a fucked up, like, asshole dad or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. a lot of people, like, we're not even, like, cognizant of our self-speak, but if we were, like, world leaders would act differently if how they talk to themselves was broadcast. It comes back know, to, the, to story, to, the to narrative, speak. to the, sto yeah. the story that yeah, you tell yourself about yourself. Fucking stories we're telling ourselves. Mingo. Yeah, yo, can we talk for just two minutes about like what literally happened today? What happened, like what, yeah, what did day. happen today? All I know, okay, so all I know is some supposedly, I don't, like I said, I don't believe anything anymore. These could have been fucking Antifa dressed as Trump supporters, <laughs> you know? And, yeah. and, and then yeah. when it was Antifa, yeah. it could have been Trump supporters dressed as Antifa. Like, that's the level I'm on. I don't believe none no, no, of it. No, 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 no. Some people was trying to say that today, bro. That's like no, I know, I know, I know, and I and I I don't want to say I believe that, but I'm I'm at the point where I don't believe any of it, so that means I'm open to all yeah. of it. Also, like yes, I it, and I can totally empathize with that. Like, dude, nothing would surprise me. Absolutely nothing. Like, right. I don't whatever could happen, and I'm not surprised, bro. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Like that's that's where the world is is at for me. But basically today, okay, so. There, <laughs> there was an organ. Here's where it gets crazy, bro. The all right. So, Women for America First organized a protest to protest the election results, right? And it's been like going on for a few days, whatever, whatever. And then today is the day that they're supposed to storm the Capitol, bro. Apparently, this is like. Like, they kind of had a plan to, like, march and shit. I don't know if they had a plan, like, to actually, like, do any, like, I don't know if they actually thought they could get inside the building. And once they got in, bro, they looked fucking lost, bro. They looked confused and, like, they didn't know what to do after that. And then they just started, like, doing photo op shit. Like, bro, it's watching a bunch of grown men, like, fucking go into the Capitol building into like places without a single rubber bullet being shot aside from a one. So that's, but, but right, but right. If, if not a single rubber bullet shot, like, see, so this is where I'm at with it, man, man, right. for me, well, I, I really wild, believe bro. that anything on TV is really like most everything on TV is just for theater for real. Like, I know that I sounds the reason why it didn't happen, bro, is because the cops didn't take these people seriously. They're not serious, bro. But at the they're same time, the same the same thing happened in Minneapolis, though. They let they they gave up their home base in Minneapolis. Like, I see, man. So one uh, one quote that I love from Immortal Technique is like, "I don't see a difference in between the wrong and the wrong." And like, for me, I you know, I I come from a conservative background, and I I do hold on to that in some ways. Obviously, I see. All, 
I don't deny all of the fucking corruption and, and grossness on that side. And, and, and I'm not a fan of Trump at all. But I just I do see our society kind of letting anything slide as long as you hate Trump. And it's like, yeah, why yeah, are we I, letting it slide? Well, he, letting he, it like, slide? Like nothing should be let slide. Like we need to call everybody out for everything. Yeah, no, dude, I a thousand percent agree with you. And here's what I I do give this to the left though. They will they will light their own on fire. Yeah, but that's and not that, always that, a good thing. I mean, you're a fan of Yang, though. You're a fan of Yang. And see, so here's my thing. I really I liked Yang because... Real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Think about... Dude, the system... I, I know it's a vague term. I shouldn't even use that. But um, so, real quick. The Democrats would rather Trump be elected than Bernie Sanders. Think about that. That's See, that's... that's I, I don't even... That's what I'm saying. That's what I don't like about them. Like they're not. The left would rather consistent. Trump be elected than Bernie Sanders, bro. Like, I would consider myself like a fucking. I don't even know enough about a lot of like terms of shit, but like as closely as I can think, like an anarchist, bro. Yeah. Like, but I think the whole political spectrum moves in a circle. It's not like a line left and right. I think it's like a fucking circle. Yeah, dude, I'm I with just, you there. I wish that we could like take all the corporate money and have communities create things that they love and can prosper out of and fucking make beautiful communities without people having to slave away at fucking work for fucking all day, every day for fucking 65 years, I think. I agree 1,000%. Now, one, I don't, I don't, you say corporations, I'm a little bit more particular about that. I think it needs to be big tech. I really love Andrew Yang. I really felt he... I, like, don't get me wrong. I don't agree with a hundred percent of his ideas, but he also said I don't expect people to agree with one hundred percent of my ideas. I'm open, you know. I'm I'm open to I'm open dialogue. I'm curious with what you don't agree with, and I'm assuming it's UBI. Oh no, I agree with UBI, and I'm actually very particular that I think it has. In, the only way it's going to work is if it's done the way he's talking about. The factor in the way that dude, I love Andrew. I, I do agree with 98 to 99% about his ideas and the core ideas, the ones he's known for are the ones I agree with him with. What I think is important is that people need to dig into, you know, he's, a, he's a endorsing UBI, but then the Democrats take that and they're trying to just take it from rich people. And I don't think that's the way to do it. I think you take it from Amazon and Facebook and Google and the, these companies that are displacing labor because they have the algorithms. They have the top. Well, I, I think the problem is AI. that the system has been written and set up so that they they found ways to bypass that. Exactly. So no, exactly right. And it's like the, the the quickest way is to take it. They think from rich people, but it's like in my eyes, bro. It's like we don't operate under capitalism. This is crony capitalism. I agree a thousand percent, a thousand percent with that. Yep, and, like, and that's what and that's I what Andrew think, Yang is addressing, I, though. I, I don't think any pure system exists. I don't think there's any such thing as pure socialism or pure capitalism or pure communism. I don't think that exists, right? I well, think everyone uses what they think is best at the time and, well, maybe best for them. Right, most I, useful, most useful. Yeah, absolutely. What, what, I, what I love about Andrew Yang is the, the, 
the X factor in the whole socialism versus capitalism argument that nobody wants to talk about is technology and AI. Are you talking about automation specifically? Automation and then owning our own data. I mean, how oh, much yeah, money? Getting paid for our data, bro. That would be the littest thing. Yo, that is that I... UBI. We could literally fund UBI just on having our own data. Being a... And why should we not be allowed to I own our own data? Like, how fucked up is it that we saying? don't already own our own data? Dude, it's very fucked up. And the fact that we're about to get charged for the kind of internet we want. This is this is what I'm talking about. This is the issue that made me fall in love with Andrew Yang because on social, I I, I grew up. I liked Ron Paul, right? I'm not a libertarian anymore, but I do. Did you fuck I, with Ralph Nader ever? I, I fuck with. So so it's funny that you bring him up though, because the reason the thing the things that pull me left right are the environment, uh, drug policy. Uh, basically the majority of social issues but i am a big time money man and i believe in the ego fiscally conservative as you can get yeah but i'm also a believer in cryptocurrency i'm anti-central banking i'm anti-federal reserve yeah so so yeah i mean ron paul was really the first quote-unquote politician i ever kind of liked um but andrew yang I really liked his message, man. Not left, not right, forward. I really, I see problems with both sides and I see things that I like about both sides. And I think that people need to stop, you know, drawing a wedge between the two and start talking to each other. <laughs> Dude, the first American politician I fell in love with was uh, Jill Stein. Is she an environmentalist type? Yeah, dude, she was Green Party. Like, she fucking did a sit-in at a bank and got arrested type shit. Like, that, that was the kind of time I was on, like, um, when I first began, like, was able to vote. Um, but, yeah, dude, and I was like, yo, fuck, fuck every side. Like, Jill Yang, man, she, she just, like, made the most sense, and she was the most educated. She was a brilliant woman, man. Um, but, yeah, now it's just, like, it's literally, like, who... Dude, it's, it's hard for me to believe that the whole world, that like that record numbers were set and people voting for Biden as far as how unlikable he was, man. Yeah, I, be- I do believe in, vo- in that there was massive voter fraud, but at this point... Uh, I, f- I don't Dude, here's, I'll be honest with you, bro. I do not fucking care if you have to cheat as long as the right thing happens. <laughs> I disagree there. I disagree there. But see, here's the thing. I didn't vote. All right, but real quick, real quick. You and I both know voting is such fucking bullshit. Bullshit. Bro. I didn't vote. That's I didn't. Like, that's exactly what I was gonna say. I didn't vote. And okay. here's here's my thing about voting. I'm not gonna real vote quick, for quick, the lesser like, of two evils. Voting, voting is the most passive thing you can do to change a system that you're in. Absolutely. That's the last resort. Absolutely. That's, to me, that's the last thing you should be concerned with is vote for a motherfucker you've never met in your life. And that's like, that's perfect that you, you said the that. Capabilities and the powers anybody else is making decisions for you. Why don't you go out and like meet people in your community and change some shit? So, literally, literally, the only person I've ever voted for was my professor. Was who? My professor. You said know him personally. This guy was like a oh, father okay. figure to me. That's tight. Hell yeah. 
he ran for Congress and he ran, uh, he won and he was, he was in Congress as a house of rep in Virginia from 2014 to 2018. Who was it? Uh, David Bratt. Yeah, he's, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a Christian Republican, but at the same time, uh, he's uh, states' rights. He believes like Vermont and all these other states that are legalizing marijuana should have that bro, right. Bro, you're about to get me canceled, bro. <laughs> about to get you canceled? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Nah, nah, but yeah, no, but, but see, that's the thing. I think it's important to talk to people, and he felt that way too, and... Uh, I did. I did identify with him. The thing about the reason I've never voted for president is I've never felt that I will ever vote for the lesser of two evils. I'll argue with somebody or have a discussion about the lesser of two evils. But unless I feel like they're actually going to benefit their constituents, I'm not going to vote for them. And uh, but like but what do you think about this argument? At the end of the day, one of them is going to be the person that gets elected. One of them is. Yeah, but I can't do it, man, on a soul level. It's a spiritual thing for me. Like, on a soul level, I can't... I, they, I feel like it's a trick. They want to trick you into supporting somebody that's evil, and you know they're evil because it's the lesser... Because they've got you believing that it's the lesser of two evils. I'm just not going to do it, man. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. I'm not... Unless I feel like they're going to actually... Ben- like, I would have voted for Andrew Yang. I would have voted for Ron but Paul. If, but if everyone, if everyone does that same thing, what happens? If everyone does what I was just talking about? Yeah. Then if, if everyone does that, then only boomers show up and fucking vote for the craziest motherfuckers in the world. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> That's what. That's where. That's where we have to. We have to uh, not allow them. Uh, not allow other uh, uh, entities, other powers to to hijack our primary. If you want to call the Democratic Party our party, we then we need to reject when they hijack that and put in a a, a slime oh, ball. Here's the thing. They they suck. Dick at politics, bro. They right. I can't I can't support politics. that, dude. No matter what. Like I understand the <laughs> argument of lesser of two evils. I understand people's passionate hate for Trump. I don't like the guy either. But I just am never gonna vote for the lesser of two evils. And yeah. I, as much as I don't like Trump, I buy it's like this. I I I'm it doesn't sound like you listened to my last podcast, but I actually had three guys on all minority, you know, all you know, all black folk, and they're all conservative. One of them actually voted Trump, and I was like, "You like what made you vote Trump?" Like I was like, "I didn't even take it that far." You know what I mean? Dude, if you he was like canceled before, dude. <laughs> right? Well, well, this was his answer. This was his answer. It's like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. That's that's retarded. <laughs> I feel like that in a way too. I feel like that in a way too. That's why I can't. But for me, the way I see it is, I'm not going to vote for evil no matter what. You, you actually know Joe Biden. You've seen him on film for a thousand years. Being yeah, like stroking kids' hair and and yeah, slurring. Yeah. Well, no, no. By that argument, the devil you know, it's like no, dude. You know, if you think that Biden's the devil too, then fucking you've known him forever. Like what is the? You've known them both forever. What are you saying? I think I think it was more of a personality thing. Like Biden's kind of snaky, slick, snake oil. Dude, he doesn't know where he is. 
he's falling apart. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think he's smarter <laughs> than people give him credit for. No, he, you know what? I and said, and bro, and you want to say, bro? In the debate, I said I was like, bro, he did better than I would do. Listen, this this is taking it to a whole nother level, but I've been saying this from the jump. In that, I and I, and better I, than I would do at a debate. <laughs> yeah, see, here's my thing. Here's my thing. And, and people, people on both sides look at me funny when I say this, but it's all a fucking showbiz to me. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are in business together. That yeah. When the show is over, they go back and they have lobster and drinks together. And they're can like, oh, that was... Can I ask you this? Like, if, if you've ever, like, had conservative leaning, do you, do you think it's crazy? I right, do, like, name a conservative candidate that, that people would buy merch for. I, man, name, I don't. I, 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 I don't. I don't really like, like any conservative album, candidate. Dude. Like, this is a cult-like fucking personality. Um... Like, dude, his core is is something else, my guy. Like, I, I agree. No, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with it that. It is. It's very fucking. It's, bro. Like, I, I, me and my friend were having a conversation today about like, what would a candidate have to do for me to like wear their hat? Oh you know? no, I'm with like, you, man. I'm with you there. Awesome. How awesome would they be? How awesome would they have to be for me to like? What? Well, it's funny that you say that though, because I was wearing a math hat earlier this year before Andrew Yang dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what's fucked up? I would wear a math hat. Actually, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be that hard. For me. Make America think harder, like bro. Come on now. I agree. The oh, thousand cool. percent. Dude, what American wants to do that? <laughs> exactly. No, well, that's why he didn't win, right? That's the most un-American shit ever, dude. It's to think harder than that. The whole point of being here is to not think hard, dude. <laughs> enjoy yourself and not think. <laughs> no, see, okay, yeah. See, I feel, I feel you though. That's kind of, that's yeah. kind of real, even though it's like, you know, kind of sarcastic, nah, but at the same time, it's nah, kind of real. I, I don't know. The more I see, the more I become a cynic, man. I, I really, it's, it's kind of sad, bro. See that's that's wh- that's where the self love really becomes a real like you got to grab onto yeah. that as a root foundation. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, dude. Do you think that now that um whoever wins the internet wins the world? Yes, I think big tech is is big, man. It's a big. That, I mean, AI is really uh, it's the issue of our generation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why that's why I'm such a big Andrew Yang fan is because he's like socialism the whole socialism capitalism debate is over because capitalism <laughs> has been swallowed by its son technology you know capitalism oh. birthed technology and now we're dealing with this ai which is really when you really want to be real real about it it's a species it's our overlord at this point you know and so we need to we do need to set a certain uh financial um, safety net for everybody. A universal basic income. We need to stop with all this welfare program shit. Cut it all out and just give people cash fucking money and let them form communities and let them form art centers and let them form research centers and child care centers and let let humanity thrive. You know, yes. stop how fucking prepare, boxing us in. How do you prepare people that are working warehouses their entire lives in factories and shit like that? 
how do you and, and truck drivers how do you prepare them for that life how do you how do you supplement that time like what they do with that time bro like it, it, it it's not going to be a pretty transition you feel me yeah i feel like there have to be organizations like the one that i've been really inspired to start and i've i've been uh i got I was, I was working on it pretty hard there at the beginning of december um need to get back on it but um it's called network hashtag network and i and the whole point is like um i have an autistic son and a, a lot of people he's six years old a lot of people see autism as a like a behavioral disorder because they do behave strangely but the reason they behave strangely is like on a neuro um, like on a neuroscience, like a, a, on a brain level, on a neuro cell level, what their disorder actually is, is they have a difficulty connecting with other people. It's actually a social relational disorder. And because they have a difficulty interacting with other people as a symptom, some of their behaviors look, appear to be awkward, you know? Um, right. And so... I've been reading about autism and then, you know, my, my dad and, and then even myself to a, a smaller degree, um, went through some depressive stages. Um, my child's mom, she suffers from like severe social anxiety. Um, and mm. so all of these things I've come to see the root cause is human disconnection, AKA alienation. Um, right. Or like, you know, loneliness, there's a lot of studies that show, like, even though we're supposedly more connected than we've ever been, loneliness is at an all-time high. And that's because these, quote-unquote, social media friends, connections, they're like pseudo-connections, you know? Um, right. And so we don't actually, you know, we can be in a room with people and we feel lonely because we can't tell our story. You know, we, we feel like we're restricted from actually talking about our feelings or talking about our lives because it's yeah. taboo in certain environments or certain situations. Um, yeah. And dude, back to the indigenous beliefs, man, they spend a majority of their time socializing. That was the whole, that's their currency is literally being, relationships. Family, bro. Like straight exactly up. right. Exactly right. Yeah, man. And like we, that is so lacking today, bro. Like who knows their neighbors? You know what I'm saying? Like, like besides seeing them take out the trash and getting in their car going to and fro work, like, no one, no one, like, very few people actually know and enjoy their neighbors, you know? It's almost weird if you try to do that nowadays. Yep, bingo. Yep, 100%. Yeah, and it's like, um, how do you, you know, like, at what point do you introduce yourself? Yeah, no, I mean... I see human disconnection as the ultimate um, foundational problem. And so, yeah, to get back on track, like I want to start this organization. And I feel like the way the, the way to do that, when you were talking about the truckers and the people that have been working these warehouse jobs, I think we need to start organizations that are literally centered around fun. Like let's stop pretending that we don't have the wealth to support these people and just have an organization where everybody just comes out and plays cornhole and ladder ball and tosses a frisbee around and fucking kicks a hacky sack around and plays board games and just has fun with each other all day until we're all healed and we can start being more productive again. Like, haven't we been productive enough? Like, can't we just chill for a minute? <laughs> dude, the machine is never happy, dude. 
the numbers aren't good enough, dude. But these AI, though, must, bro. I mean, I feel you. I agree. But we we've got AI to numbers. do that now. We must, dude. They're, they're endless. No, I agree. The the monster, the the, 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 the monster. <laughs> I agree with what you're saying. Like, but at this no, point, like, hasn't technology reached a point? That, like, all we're after is like an endless number, dude. And it's like, dude, our productive is like being productive is not even like. <laughs> What, what's fucked up is that like the more productive and efficient we become we just get higher demands man so it like ties us further to it you know what i mean like we're obsessed with being efficient to the point where we're a slave to being efficient that's but yeah. i i mean i see what you're saying but that's where i feel like what the things that andrew yang were talking about we're very, it's, yeah. the, it's the most important political discussion. You know, I think self-love is the most foundational thing at a, at a personal level, but on a political yeah. level, I do think that addressing the technology issue, because like you're right. saying, like the truckers, they're about to be displaced, man. Like, uh, like automatic trucks are on their way. They're going to be here. That's one of the, one of the main things that Andrew Yang was talking about. Um, Bro, like that's the least of it, bro. Like exactly. not, not the least of yeah, it. Yeah, not the least like, of it, but it's just a small part. It's twenty seven percent of it. Is Andrew Yang's very analytical yeah. too. I don't know if you read his book, but literally he's all about info, man. He's a, he's a, he's a data driven person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's wild, but like back to what you were saying, like so, so you think like if we can have it, so like how do you start that? Man, it it's, it should be easy. How do they cut these checks to the Department of Defense? How uh, do... But if it wasn't up to them, and it's up to you. Right. If, you, it's up, I, if it's up I, to I, me, if it's up to me, I don't even, I don't, I don't even make a whole lot of major changes, man. I slash 100% of all the welfare programs. I take that money, put it in, fund it in UBI. Then I also take uh, a lot, even a larger slice of what Andrew Yang was talking about, but I understand his argument as you want to ease into it. But even for me, like it, this is this is where I do become a little more left wing. Like I would take a much larger chunk and say, you know, why Amazon alone could pay every American a thousand dollars a month. Okay, so that's Amazon alone. Then add on the savings from slashing every other welfare program and just turning that into cash for the people, okay? And then you take all the money that you're going to get from Google, Facebook, uh, Netflix, YouTube, Twitter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I think it's feasible that every American could get $2,500, $3,000 a month. Cash money. That's me. That's And then you want to talk about left wing. That's where I become left wing because I, I think that... What three thousand dollars a month? That's still only thirty six thousand dollars a year. You're not fucking rich. You know what I mean? That's the fucking. That just makes life more comfortable. Everybody, in my opinion, everybody should be able to live at that standard of living. There's no excuse for it. And how much do you take from the military, sir? I don't take. I don't. I. I don't have. You don't have to take anything. You, don't get me wrong. If you want to be like acting about as far as proportion yes obviously the proportion of money that they get is absurd but the thing is you don't politically you don't even have to upset those people you don't even have to cut their budget you just need to say amazon it's fucked up that you paid zero dollars in taxes you know what i mean right the, the tax code is very fucked up ass, dude. do what 
and his wife took a whole half, turned around and gave a hundred billion away or some shit. Yeah, but I mean, is that how is that money being funneled too? Like, I, sometimes I feel like that's a lot of uh, publicity stunts, you know. Who gives a fuck, bro? Like, my whole thing is like, I don't care why you did it. If you did it and it made people's lives better, like, do that some more. No, no, I, I agree, but it did it actually. I mean, how? I mean, I'm sure it did, right? But how much? I'm saying maybe half of that money that's, probably that's went better to better than what than what Bezos paid in taxes this year. No, no, I, I agree. I agree. Don't don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying yeah. a lot of that is is you know half of it went to her niece and half of it went to her new husband and half of you know and anyway. Oh, for real? Is that what happened? I'm just saying, if it's on television and they're making her out to be a great person, then it's not usually like that. <laughs> I don't believe any. I don't believe the television. <laughs> yeah, the television sketch. You think there are no good rich people? Absolutely not. I think there's a lot of good rich people. Okay. All right. I don't Dude, think I, I don't I don't think there's too many filthy rich people though. Yeah, like how many how many like golden people that are that are billionaires are there? I, it's hard to say because once you're on that level, you're playing a whole different game. Yeah. You know. I don't want dude, to judge how many anybody. Saudi, how many filthy rich Saudi princes, dude, are there, dude? Are there, are like, dude, are some of those dudes But, like do, the, but here's the, the thing. Do you, do you the think. The nicest people on earth, bro. But I, so here's my thing. I'm okay with taking it from companies that are uh, outsourcing human labor and profiting off of their automation. I'm okay with taking it from from profits made from automation. The, the Saudi prince and all this other stuff, I'm sure that they did fucked mad people over throughout history and that's how they got their money. But at the same time, in order to make this human matrix work, I really don't want to step on any human toes. And I don't see where even, I feel like even the rich people can get behind taxing Amazon and taxing the automation, you know? Bro, the problem is, is you're not fighting against humans, man. You're fighting against like ideas, like like right. outdated like, ideas in a lot they, of cases. They, they're they're slimy, bro. They can slide into Panama and then like dip out to like East Asia real quick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, absolutely. Have you ever read Confessions of the Economic Hitman, Perkins? No, I haven't. No. Yeah, I mean, he talks about that. How they'll literally, you know, they'll. It's they, they're basically making uh, what's like payday loans or title loans to these countries because they don't understand the terms really. You know, they're just fucking people over for their resources all over the world. Yeah, dude, you should read a book called uh, Open Veins of Latin America. Right. You get a chance. It's, it's beautifully written for a, for a dry history book. It's like the writing in it is absolutely gorgeous. I really do fuck with uh, Central and South American history, like the Toltecs. So, so some of the biggest influences on my life, uh, the Ishmael trilogy book that we talked about earlier, the Toltec wisdom books by Don Miguel and his sons, Don Jose and Don Miguel Jr. Um, the, the movie Chimatica that we touched on a little bit earlier, like Terrence McKenna and psychedelics in general. Um, right. I would say, yeah, that pretty much, those are like, those are all very central to like the way that I think. 
um, the way yeah. that you know the way that I operate. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I asked you before, but have you ever read uh, Howard Zinn? That's a that's a people's history of the United States, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, man, no, I haven't read it, but I <laughs> I have a good friend, just like your friend Alex. I have a good friend that's always trying to, that's been trying to tell me to read that forever. Dude, oh my goodness, man, he's he's the man, bro. Like Howard Zinn, bro. He it's it's not nothing in it is speculative, dude. Like he's a historian. And he like he details like all these labor movements and like like history from like journals of people who lived then. And like fuck dude, it's it's incredible, man, how how he's like able to get documents from back then and like explains how like all these like labor movements were suppressed in the past and about how how much fucked up shit the US government did to like their own people, like time and time and time again throughout like any any goes year by year by year and like place by place by place yeah i can like, only imagine because i've i've looked deep into military and drug things like that you know whether it's the gulf of tonkin 9-11 or like with drugs yeah. nicaraguan iran contra all that stuff so yeah I but can only imagine, imagine when you're imagine talking about everything. Year by year and looking at each law that was created and, like, who was fucked over that year. And then, like, just a dude who studied it from the people who was fucked over's perspective and, like, recounted that version of history. And, like, it's, it's required reading at some uh, history courses and shit. But, dude, it's, like, it's, it's he's, he's an incredible historian, man. Brilliant, dude. I'm big on him and like people like Michael Parenti, Noam Chomsky, of course. Um, dude, I think one of the saddest moments we're gonna see, man, is like when Noam Chomsky passes away, dude. Like he's like the OG of of like people's rights and like how the government fucks us over, man. Like if 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 you it's and he's such a brilliant dude. He's a linguist, like used to be a professor at MIT type shit. Yeah, but, I, I know about him. I know about him. I haven't read enough of him, but I actually I do have a few of his books in my uh, in my cart on Amazon. I know one is called People Over Profits. Yeah, man, he's like he's spent a lifetime dedicated to explaining to people how we are fucked over, man, and trying to just educate and educate and educate, bro. And and he's like he's he's one of the most dude. I respect him so much today, man. Like. I feel like sometimes being in politics holds holds great leaders down, you know? And and everybody has a different purpose kind of thing in, in a lot of ways. And, like, and his is to spread information, man. And he does just an, an incredible job at doing that, bro. And he really, like, kind of awakened my perception to, like, how the government works and what it's doing constantly and how it's just, like, it's an endless war, like, on your mind, man. And it's like, it's just, it's nonstop. And like, and to hear someone explain all the characters involved and all the laws that are passed, like under cloak of night and shit like that, like it really opens it up for you. And, yeah, and like the really Federal just, Reserve Act. What's that? Like the Federal Reserve Act, the Central Bank of United States Federal Reserve Bank, that was passed in the cloak of night, like you were saying. Most of the representatives oh, weren't even there to vote like, on all that. All kinds of shit is, man. Yep. You see these semi checks that they try to get by, like all, like the insane amount of foreign 
like aid and, and things like that and just like all these policies that had to do with weapons and shit like that yeah it's wild stuff man I, i'm gonna have to wrap it up because i don't like going over an hour and 45 we're in it right, coming at right at an hour and 40 but uh but, oh shit but yeah man one one last thing to get to kind of circle back you were saying that you felt like society's most foundational problem was learning to love ourselves like self-love how do we solve that problem on a collective level? Um, I feel like that's part of what I'm trying to do with this is just to create a community of, of people that are open to discussing real shit and want to hear about real shit. Yeah, man. Do you, um, one last thing. Do you meditate ever? I, I've, I've always struggled with meditation. I usually do yoga um, to kind of right. to kind of get into that state. But actually last yeah. night, um, I did a still meditation for the first time in a long time to where I actually uh, was able to, to feel a little more still and comfortable in that stillness, you know what I mean? Dude, sometimes don't even, like, do it for stillness. Do it to, like, sometimes it's a good reminder of how crazy your brain is. And that's kind of the whole point is to understand, like... Oh, I've try, oh, I try all the time. I, I thought you were asking, like, am I good at it? No, I try. I've, I, I'm not very good at it, but I try all the time. I, I'm definitely checking in and aware of how crazy my brain is, if you're, if you're talking about that point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, like, I've heard it's best, like, just not to be judgmental about, like, how, how like, much your brain wanders. That's actually, like, it's just to be aware of it, you know what I mean, and be conscious of it. Right. And, and like, don't give it a value judgment kind of thing, but that's made it a lot easier for me and, and myself. But like, but yeah, man, just like be aware of the inside chatter. I think that's the, the that's, root of all evil, dude, is, is the inside chatter. Bro. That's, that's what the whole Toltec boils down <laughs> to the voice of knowledge. That's one of the books is called the voice of knowledge. And, and that's what yeah. I, that's what I was alluding to about the silent knowledge and the gnosis and the intuition. Like, the, oh, only, the only way to access that is to quit talking to yourself with the symbols that really don't make any sense. Like to connect to the true right. gnosis, you have to be silent and just connect to what is. Yeah. One last thing. Do you think you're going to talk to yourself regardless, but it's important to like program the right voice? Absolutely. I feel like it's very uh, important to challenge your beliefs because what you truly believe that's what you're going to tell yourself as far as the story that you're talking to in your head when you do talk to yourself. And then that's yeah. and then you're going to act on the story that you're telling yourself. So, yes, I feel like it's very important to to set those beliefs in, um, in a positive and in, in self-love. Right. To circle back to what you're saying, it, it's, it's very right. entrench yourself in self-love as far as your beliefs are concerned. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, dude, thank you so much for, like, letting me fucking babble on and, like, pick your brain and, and just, like, explain a little bit about myself, bro. I man, really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. I'm going to have you on again soon. This was awesome, dude. I appreciate you. I love you. <laughs> dude, I'm so glad you hit me up, bro. Like, and I feel like in a lot of ways it all started because of the, uh, the Mick Jenkins line. Right? So, like, Ben Savage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Born in this world, I've been savage. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, dude. Um, that's what's up. That's what's up. Fuck yeah. Yeah. That's that's tight. I, I I didn't even make the connection that that was you for a minute, man. That's what's up. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. Life is wild, bro. Well, yo, it's been a pleasure, man. I appreciate it, man. And uh, have you on again, like uh, whenever, bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you probably like a month, month or two.
All right, bro. That's perfect. All right, man. Have a good evening. Love you, brother. You too, brother. Love you. Bye. Peace.